and not perfect much better okay okay so we are live on youtube the first time the cyber security insider yeah don't forget okay and today it's um episode 21 and Seth yesterday told us that he is going to prepare something for us. Uh, but before you start, I have a few items that we, we want to cover uh, from yesterday, actually. Uh, and let's talk about uh, this one. JPS attack. So one interesting thing that uh, I got today that the JPS paid in ransomware eleven million dollars in bitcoins. Woohoo! Yeah. So the FBI says reveal ransomware group responsible for the JPS attack. Just to remind the viewer, JPS was the one uh, with the meat. If you eat meat, I don't eat meat, so it didn't affect me. Uh, I think probably Seth, you uh, you eat meat. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if uh, this really affected you. Uh, anyway, and they said that the company says facilities are now operational. What do you say, Seth? It's same thing. I, I always. I, I think a lot of this is when you really look deep. I think money was spent, misspent in the wrong places, <clears throat> and they they don't they, they don't embrace the basics. Just embrace the basics and they wouldn't have to go through this. Have a backup. Can somebody have a good backup, please? So I had today a discussion with a, uh, with a new lead, a uh, new uh, prospect uh, about cyber. And I told him about the, the, the JPS and the new ta tactics that the uh, criminals now business are using. And if you don't pay them so okay so won't get the key to unencrypt the data but also they promise that they will release that information on the internet so the information now is out there it's open and everybody can take it and see it and, and use it actually to mount new attacks so this is something that it's uh, interesting going on um so i don't know what to say again as you said backup Backup, yeah, have at okay. least two backups. Right. But my thing is, is do you trust them? What's to say that after you pay the first time, they won't come back again and say the same thing? Well, remember that data we stole last six months ago? You don't pay us, we're going to release it. They're criminals. How can we trust them? No, that, that's the point. We, we can't trust them. Uh, so we need to go back to the basics and say that responsibility is on us, not about the criminals, not about any country, and do our due diligence and spend the money in the right places. And always this question, where should you spend the money? Well, what's your take on this, uh, Seth? Well, where, where companies should spend the money? Um, you know, can say, okay, buy new computers, you know, uh, sign up for new cloud services, or well, what's, what's your take well, on we, it? Well, we'd start with the three low-hanging fruit. 
password okay. management, patching, and um, wow, well, just it was the one you just said a minute ago, and uh, backups. <laughs> yes, three th things. Backup and what else? Password Passwords management. management and and patches. Uh, and patch man patch, patch management. management. Yeah, those are the three that are just the low hanging fruit. And you'd be amazed how many people, you know, if if you had simple and then let's we could add a, a third one in for system management, a fourth one I mean, because if you were able to recover your systems back to new you know back to pristine if necessary um it'd be easy to restore each of them quickly because if let's say for whatever reason you can't restore uh because they they because now i think with one of the new hacks they're encrypting the uh the hardware so you'd have to wipe everything out you'd have to wipe all the hardware out. you have to wipe everything out or you well, may have say to it again say it again what, what what is that about about the hardware they're, re they're encrypting the hardware, the new um, viruses. Uh, give me a second. I'll tell you the name. Uh, uh, are you talking about the, the firmware? It's going to affect uh, the firmware. No, the, the, yeah, the, the Jack, uh, what is it, Jack? What yeah, is it? it's called the Jack, Jack, uh, Jack, uh, Jack, 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 Hack. Jackware, Jackware, that's what it is. No, 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 no. It, it starts with a Jack. Yeah, it's so that's Jackware. Mm, Jackwell? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, my uh, assistant sent me an article on it, and I was, I already was like, look, I said, I talked to you, I had mentioned it to her a couple weeks ago, and then she found an article on it. Um, yeah, hold on, let's see. Uh, we're both uh, checking our phones to find that relevant information. It is. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Jackware. Uh, yes, let's see. Yep, Jackware. Jackware, uh, okay. New type of ransom could be 10 times as deadly as, you know, yeah. Yeah, that they, they take the devices, the hardware, yes. So, right, so they're encrypting right. the hardware. But my thing is, is if you, if you can wipe everything out, then you could start over either fresh and then restore your last, you know, diff, you know, or things like that. Like it gives you other options than doing a full restore. But uh, if, if you, you but if you touch the hardware, how can you now recover? Because now they take my device, which is my phone, and made it a piece of useless plastic because now I cannot even access the hardware anymore and I lost access to my data and I don't have anything now. So now what? Well, with the, well, with the jackware, if you can, if you can actually reset everything, then you're good. If not, then the reality is, is then you're going to have to get new equipment, which makes the 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 impact much a lot more greater. Right. Yes, because well, well, one you... of the the well, one of the solutions, and I one of the guys uh, that was hacked recently, I know one of the engineers there, and they had a site where ransomware were rampant. And it got into a lot of the systems and got into a lot of the servers. And what they did was they virtualized everything. They basically said, use what you got. And here's your virtual image for your desktop. And they virtualized all the servers. They got everything up and running virtually. You know, they went and it, it, I think it was through Dato or whoever it was they went through. 
and they virtualized everything. They had everything up and running within a day, and then slowly but surely, they transitioned everything back to hardware. They were back up and within a day. That, so, that's a that's a good way how to recover within a day. Yeah, because like I said, they it, everything was virtual. The desktops were virtual, and the servers were virtual. So they went from backup to virtual. So because that's what like with data, you can virtualize everything. So the minute you want, you just spin it up. You just hit it. It takes the backup and spins it into a virtual session. Um, and that's what they did. They virtualized the desktops and the servers and, if I'm mistaken, the laptops that were out there. And so if you had a computer or something at home, you could get, um, you know, you can, you know, remote to that machine and log in and do what you needed to do. Uh, and then the, the IT were able to log into the servers make sure everything was running with that, make sure everyone can work, all the services, the different services and all their applications are working. And within a day, they were literally everyone can work. Now it's a matter of getting people access to their desktops and then slowly but surely, whatever laptops and that they can recover, they started you know, recovering them hardware-wise, restoring them. And, and uh, that took over a week, but within a day, they were still virtual. Okay. All right. So with that, we're going to switch to the next uh, item on the menu, which is another ransomware? Would that be? <laughs> Massachusetts, Steamship Authority hit with ransomware attack. Oh, so now the, the story is ransomware. Attack affecting the Massachusetts Steamship Authority's computer network has affected its operations. Customers were unable to make reservations or purchase tickets online or by phone. Hmm. Interesting, no? It's just, yeah, I'm not surprised, man. Yeah, we are not surprised. Okay, I, I guess if uh, people want to know... Uh, what they should do about it just was the watch the previous uh episodes that we've done but actually go back to the beginning of this uh this live and they can hear what we said the three three low-hanging fruit well and 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 all the other thing is is i i received a notice because i think you had mentioned yesterday about the uh the uh 1.2 billion dollar data Hack. Uh, yes, 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 yes. One point two billion. Yeah. Um, so, I think I got an alert this morning or last night saying, "Hey, your information was breached." Yeah. So the first thing I did, I the minute I saw it, I just went in and changed all the passwords. It, it just had one email address, so I just changed all the main passwords for that for the different things. And, and one of the things we'll talk about later is because I have a password manager, I know what username, you know, where that username, you know, email address is connected to and what applications. And then I can go through and just change any of those. And that's it. Right. You'll have a better visibility. Let's put it this way. Yeah. Password manager allows you to, you know, uh, to look at and, and basically just make easy changes. Right. Right. Okay, so we're going to switch now to the next item. Uh, what do you think that would be? Uh, ransomware again? <laughs> uh, 
Good guess. <laughs> Fujifilm shuts down network in a wake of a ransomware attack. Fujifilm has shut down parts of its network after becoming aware of a possible ransomware attack. But didn't they, they succeed? Didn't they succeed uh, in doing restores? I don't know. The, the Tokyo-based company has also disconnected from external correspondence. I guess now they cannot receive emails. Maybe they can send, but cannot, can't receive. I don't know. Okay. Uh, let's one of, the, one of the big companies, uh, if it wasn't Fuji, there was another company that successfully, they didn't pay. They're, yeah, there was success. Yeah, the, the, I think we spoke about it in episode twenty. We had uh, one case of a an organization that was was able to uh, fend from from a cyber attack. So right. yeah, but that, so, that, that was a success. Yes, right, because they had a plan that they tested and it worked. Incident response, people, incident right. response, yes. Okay, so uh, we're going to go to uh, what do you think will be the next topic? <laughs> Ransomware? <laughs> hey, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Massachusetts Hospital disclosure ransomware attack. Okay. Uh, so it's talking about a memorial hospital in Telbero, uh, Massachusetts has disclosed, has disclosed that its network was hit with a ransomware attack in February 2021. Analysis revealed that oh. patient medical and financial data were compromised. The hospital paid a ransom to prevent data from being leaked. This is, goes to what we said earlier. So not only to get the key, but also to prevent from, from information to being leaked. But who knows? Maybe they're going to release the information later on. Who knows? You, you don't have any guarantee about it. Right. And, and my thing is, if this happened in February and they're telling us now, uh, we're talking, what, five months, four months? Uh, four right? months, about four months, yes. Yeah. So is, that's kind of ridiculous. You know, look, look what happened with other companies. I think Netflix knew about it for a year before they ever released it way back when. You know what I mean? It's like... How can you do something timely when hackers out there already know about it? They have it. They're, they're not giving you any chance to, to succeed. Yeah, they don't give you the ability, ample time in order to respond and have something that you can do from your side. Which and, is... and, he, and here's the other thing is, <coughs> is not only don't, don't they give the general user, consumer, other vendors. If I'm a vendor of theirs, whether I'm, uh, uh, you know, someone that they're getting services from or something they're providing services to, they're not giving them the ability to protect themselves because they're not letting them know in with a timely manner. So here it is, it's too much. I didn't know that you, whatever information you have in mind is compromised, you know, and I didn't know I didn't, they had two, two months a head start to try to get into my network or whatever it is that they were doing. What happened with the Equifax? Remember that? Yeah. Same stuff. That's the problem I have. I think that is the one thing that there should be regulation on. That it has to be that has to be disclosed within a set period of time. Uh, and also, 
the incident also affected healthcare providers that had partnered with there you go this hospital so this is yeah. supply chain attack yeah that affect well, other 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 providers as well let's not forget that one way they got into twitter was because of an hvac company they got into the hvac system so this is why supply chain matters exactly uh let's see our next item is uh yeah wordpress so wordpress uh released a the anti-spam plugin manufactured released a an, an update the security update uh that it's interesting uh so a company by firewall by clean talk plugin for wordpress have released an update version to fix an sql inject vulnerability that could the sql injection vulnerability that could expose sensitive data the plugin has been installed in more than hundred thousand sites users are urged to update the most current to most current version of the plugin which is 5.156 or later so sql injection is not new anyway right uh, it's a new form of it uh, no it's just the the, the, the those uh, creators of this uh, plugin they created a problem they, they they no they didn't do uh what's it's called they at least get the OS a uh, 10 top 10 in web application security and maybe they didn't do thorough tests so if you expose a system a web application to the internet facing the internet or even internally you need to make sure to do what's called the web application security you do code review uh either static or dynamic in order to uh find those uh, vulnerabilities and apparently this is what happened they they didn't do what they need to do in order to verify i mean still there's a limit in time and resources so uh that's it what but yeah, but one of the one of the two things with this one is um one there should be uh people should set up their automated updates on their wordpress plugins so that they're you, you don't have to worry about it too um even though this had a vulnerability uh a good firewall like you know word fence wordpress fence and a few of them would have stopped that word that uh sql injection either way that vulnerability yes so when you have a wordpress download it also brings an another another point that should be mentioned actually too uh with wordpress so you have the base system the core system and then you have all those plugins around it they're coming to add more functionality to the bay to the core uh, uh content management system and the plugins are really become a, a source of uh, vulnerability so uh i had a discussion today as i told you with the with the with the lead and i asked him about the website and said do you know who is maintaining the website he told me oh the marketing department i said well i don't think the marketing marketing department will have anything about security any concerns about security he said well uh i, I think to think too as well so here you have a marketing department that handles the website yet they can bring a lot of problems because they because they don't understand the security and and the count measures in this case right so, and, and i think the problem there isn't that the marketing department has access it's 
the marketing department shouldn't be in charge of the operations. Yeah, they can update, they can, you know, do whatever they need to do for the website, but the actual operations of that website should be handled by IT. Like you said, you know, it's they they have they have no idea. It's like, oh, if if I if I have a control for air conditioner, so then now I have to go downstairs and manage the air conditioner, the actual air conditioner coils. No, I just turn it on and off. That's, that's all the, the the marketing department needs, right? They need to access it, throw some web pages up, and that's it. Why is it their responsibility to now have to go and fix it if there's a problem? Well, it should probably like a, a shared responsibility. So the marketing department to update the site with the content. Look, you need to give them the ability. You need to give to them content. the ability. Yeah, to add content and, and fix the content and do whatever they need. However, when it comes to security, the IT department, or well, it depends on organization, right? Every organization is a little bit different and they do things differently. But ultimately, the IT should handle it or the security people should handle it and make sure that the site is uh, functioning, but also secure to some extent. Right. Any any operations, and this is, I did data centers, so I, we did websites, we worked on applications, we worked on financial, you know, synchronization, anything that's in the data center. My, if, it, if it had a, a connection to the outside, it belonged to us. We managed it. You know, okay. it, it, anything that went outside the building or data came into the building for it, it had to it had to go operationally. We had to manage it. We gave you the space. We gave you the hardware, you know, whatever uh, backups. We did everything for that in the data center. So um, that's the biggest issue is operationally that should be it if it's a one-man spot or a five people spot or a 20 person it department that has to be in the hands of it the the wordpress operations the back-end operations right right okay so i think we are done uh, i'm done with all my items i mean i have another stack of papers that we can go over another items that we can go but i think now we are 22 minutes and it's your time it's your show so i'm going to make you solo and you're going to get started well uh sure not a problem uh let me so one of the things we had talked about and we keep talking about it are the three basics uh when it comes to we say the foundations for cybersecurity. In and of themselves, they are not considered cybersecurity, but they are the great foundation. Password management, patching, and backups. Those are your biggest foundation. Before you get into firewalls, before you get into anything else, uh, this these are the things that are going to, because only a third of all problems are going to be your technology, the hardware, and stuff like that. The rest of it is going to be the, the policy procedures, your culture, which is your policy procedures and accountability. What happens if somebody does something wrong? What you know? What penalties? And then the other part of that is going to be the human factor. And if people, there are people that are going to come in and purposely do things. There are people who inadvertently do things because of mistake, or people who are just apathetic, or not trained, or you know, for different reasons. So. 
you want to minimize those things. Password managers help minimize that. Um, it allows you to add passwords in. Uh, people could use it at home, you know, and you can maintain separate passwords for different items. So what, statistically speaking, people will put a password in at work and they'll use the same password at home or vice versa. They have a password at home and they'll use it at work. That is not good. Uh, with a breach like just happened just yesterday, and I think there was one last week or a couple of weeks ago, um, what the hackers and the groups out there will do will take, if they find a breach on Netflix, you know, Joan, you know, at hotmail.com, Joan V at hotmail.com, they'll go check that against, and if they can track down a little information from Joan and she works for ABC, now they're going to go and check out everything related to ABC. They're going to check out every credit card company, every financial company they can find. Netflix, they're going to do all the entertainment stuff. They're going to try to track down where Joan has used this username and this password, and they're going to try to get in. And if they can figure out that Joan's username is different at work because she hasn't, they use a totally separate standardization over there, but she may use the same password. They'll take the password and try to use it at her work. And, and any and they'll go and use all the, the the different business software they'll try to see which of those Joan may have access to you know they'll try to use her username and password you know her, her business username work username and this password that they assume she might use and they'll put the same thing they'll go through the financial stuff they'll go through all the different iterations that we just talked about to see, and then they'll go to the application companies, you know, QuickBooks, you know, Salesforce, they'll check through all of those. You know, some of these people have applications that are automated for this. I put in a username and I put in a password and it'll check a hundred of them within a second. And it'll do the same thing uh, for a work email, the username and password. It'll just check a bunch of different business related stuff, just run through CRMs, you know, Salesforce applications, marketing applications, social media, it'll go through them all, check all the financial companies and go through the business accounts uh, sections and try to log in through there. Um, you got, you wouldn't believe how successful they are to, to breach quickly into these things because there's always something you forget. And that's why password managers will help you and alleviate a lot of that problem because if something is breached, and you find out about it, you're not trying to figure out where you use that password, uh, that username. Uh, you don't have to try to figure out. You can see, oh, I use this username over here at the financial place. So now you can go in and just change. Even though you may have separate passwords, you don't know which one of them are breached. All you know is Netflix was breached or Wells Fargo was breached. Okay, so the Wells Fargo password may be uh, compromised. You can now go in any of the places that you use that account and change the passwords in general. Uh, the same thing, we, you know, when it comes to patching, there are numerous types of products out there, you know, you know, that will do it. Uh, and uh, one of the ones that uh, I use, it's very simple for patching. Um, patch my PC. It's a, a very it's a free tool. They have a paid version for that for businesses. You can utilize that on your machine, run it. It'll tell you anything that's in red needs to be updated. Anything that's green is good. And you'll see all the applications and 
if you happen to have an application that you want that's listed, it's a freeware or it's, you know, a freemium, you know, that you can actually install, you know, VLC, a lot of those products out there. Uh, and you can install it and then you're good to go and then it will update it when you need to. And you, all could, you also could do or make sure you do all your OS patching. People will do uh, application patching or they'll do operating system patching, but they forget the other. And then the other thing is, is for Windows machines, you want to do drivers. You definitely want to make sure you're updating your drivers. Uh, so then the third part is backups. Now, there are a ton of stuff. Uh, Backblaze, there's a ton of companies out there that are reasonably priced. And also remember, Dropbox is not backup. They have backup features, but it's not true backups. They're getting close. Soon enough, they'll offer a backup service. And so will, you know, G, um, you know Google Drive. And so will uh, Microsoft. Soon enough, they'll offer a backup uh, service. But as of right now, they're not backups. They're just online storage. And the difference is, is they are responsible. The, the difference between the two is one is responsible for the data and one is responsible for the environment. If your Dropbox drop, dies tomorrow, something happened at Microsoft and Dropbox dies, they are not responsible for your data. They're only responsible for the environment. Dropbox comes back up. If your data is corrupt, that's your business. When you're dealing with backups, they're responsible for your data. They're going to make sure that your data comes up not corrupted. If something were to go down, their responsibility is to keep your data safe. So that's the difference between the two. In your SLA, your service level agreement, that's the difference in what they do for you. So online storage, their job is to keep the storage available, not to worry about your data. Like I said, some of these companies have started implementing things for backups, and yet their SLA hasn't changed much. So you have to be careful. They're still responsible for the environment. So that's one of the keys that you have to remember. Now, when you start getting into enterprise level backups, we're talking business related uh, or just let's not let's move it up to business related backups. I'm going to say enterprise. I know that freaks people out. Backblaze. And there's a few other companies that will do this. Dato, you know, the storage guardian. There's a ton of them out there that you as a business can get a hold of that and they will back up your machine and they can do bare bones backups and meaning that if something were to to go wrong you can restore back to a clean dead machine so if the machine is is new out of the box you can you can restore right to it bare bones uh and the same thing for any of the other uh, you know, devices, laptops, computers, stuff like that, servers. Um, so when you're able to do that, it makes it easier for you to restore from a virus, ransomware. If they're encrypting the hardware, you can wipe that. And I'm assuming um, most people know how to do that. You wipe the hardware. You can reset everything, no matter what they do. All that can be reset. The difficulty of it makes it you know, depending on what they're encrypting and where they're encrypting at may make it a little more difficult, but you can recover from that. If you, and also the biggest thing with backups, uh, remember disaster recovery planning is about multiple layers of how you plan and what in case, like he was saying, an incident plan of what happens and what do we do? Um, you know, 
disaster recovery, you know, backups are for files. Something, a file is missing, we want to restore, we want to restore a machine, we want to restore different things. But what happens when a site goes out? What do you do then? What happens if there's a water main or like what happened with COVID? You can't get back into the site. What do you do then? That's where your disaster recovery plan comes in. If you don't have those type of plans, it's not going to work. So if you can just do those three things and start with that, um, then you can build with antivirus and endpoint protection and MDR. You can go from there and it makes it more effective. But it's like I can put a million dollar security on my house, but if I leave the door open, it makes no difference. You know, so that's where you want to just start with the basics. And for any business, password management, patching and backup and backup planning or disaster recovery planning are going to be your key to giving a great foundation so you can build on. And it doesn't cost a lot to do. It's probably the biggest, the best investment you're going to have. So is that every, that's enough for you, Agigal? I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Now I hear you. There you go. Yeah, okay. So um, I think you covered a lot of ground here. Uh, so I have a few comments here. One with a backup and restore. Uh, some solutions, and I think most solutions are uh, covering the ability to restore to a different hardware. So let's say if you had an HP, mm -hmm. and HP is not available for any reason, and we don't know if there is a shortage with, uh, with chips, uh, because the war between Taiwan and China, and who's going to control the, the supply chain here. So let's say you have an HP and you need to recover, and the only available hardware that you have is a Dell. So better to restore it to a Dell, regardless of the, the hardware. Or if you, right. you had an HP machine and the hard drive is corrupted or damaged, you know, because hardware can, can go bad at any time. And so you can put a new drive, restore it to the to the drive, and you're fine. So this kind of the the, the restore that I, the, the comment that I want I wanted to make, uh, and patching just enable the if you're using Windows, just enable the, the patching within Windows, and definitely anybody that the, the, the automatic using, patching the automatic patching doesn't do drivers. No, it does, but uh, no, you need to go to the advanced and then enable that and then install it manually in all the tools. So, but you can do it in a different way. So let's say you have one of those uh, uh, computers that I keep saying HP, but say Dell or any, any kind of company, they have already their own package that when you install it, it will do automatically updates to the hardware. Uh, but they won't do uh, update for the framework. For instance, the BIOS. They won't update the BIOS automatically. And it's a, the procedure to update the BIOS is a little bit more complex mm -hmm. than a, in some cases. Yeah, so, so, so it's a, it, there's a give and take. And then you have also the, the other applications, like, uh, a, like a, uh, a, what's the name? Like Adobe Acrobat, for instance, or even Chrome. They keep publishing uh, updates. How can you update them? So if it's Chrome, they're gonna put you like um, a, a reminder. There is an update uh, available, and they, by the way, they have they have a special service 
in Adobe that will go and uh, I'm sorry, Chrome and will update. Also, also Adobe they have the ability to do auto updates. So some of the some of the solutions, some of the software has already. You just need to enable it and let it run. Uh, however, just want to mention that in some cases where you enable automatic updates, it may cause to the computer to sometimes not to function very well. And this happens. Uh, but it's better that the computer won't function or it's going to be like that or, or the other alternative that will be attacked by ransomware or some kind of an attack. It's better to be down because of some incompatibility with hardware or driver or software than being attacked and be and have that impact of a of loss of a uh, data and the ability to function and and part of what we were talking about earlier which i didn't mention uh here was that with backups when you start utilizing some of these uh enterprise level type backups like he said they'll allow you to restore to uh, you know different uh types of equipment and then the other thing is in the interim, while you wait for equipment, you can virtualize it. I think I mentioned it earlier that happened to a site uh, where they virtualized everything. They allow you to virtualize the servers. They allow you to virtualize the desktops uh, and the laptops. So you can do that in a pinch. Or if somebody loses a laptop or if something is broken, a uh, guy, he was on going to an airport and his laptop got run over by one of those little carts, uh, the airport carts. He flipped out of his hand and the guy ran it over. You know, he, he was able to go to the hotel and IT talked to him and they virtualized his laptop. He was able to work for at least a day or two till he sent him another laptop that he could start working again. So that was another way that virtualization works in a pinch if you need to. Yes, and we in our company, we're using virtualization. I mentioned it before we started the, our session uh, workstations are virtualized, so we don't work directly on the system. So all the information is actually the sensitive information. It's in virtualization, but then all the information is encrypted. Mm -hmm. So in order to get the information, really, you need to go through a few passwords until you get in and have the ability to access the data itself. I mean, it's a software in the end of the day. Virtualiza virtualization is a software, and you might be able to find vulnerabilities but this is going to be a, a hard thing to do so securities as we as i as we mentioned uh in episode 20 and keep talking about it security is about layers the onion approach right and and once again the human factor is a major issue and when the reason i say that is that people can make mistakes and not realize it um just the other day one of the senators uh, was responding to something someone did and he took a picture of his screen and but the funny part was right next to the screen was a was a note a sticky note and on it was his username his email address and his password for his email and li literally within seconds it was all over the internet you know so be careful you know he was trying to be funny and and and, and made himself look like a fool uh, and it's happened. I actually watched a program where they were a bunch of guys in a data center uh, and they were talking to them about stuff in the data center. And they were talking to one guy and over his shoulder was the network password on a board. <laughs> if you looked over his shoulder, you saw the net. It was right there on like a whiteboard and nobody noticed it. 
until that thing came out whenever it came out. And then people were like, oh, well, by the time it went to, to by the time it was released, we, we, we realized it and we changed them. So when it was released, we were good. But it, that's funny. If had that been live, they'd have been screwed. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay. This is bad. Okay. Anything else uh, you have on your list or we are done? What do you say? I think that's, I think that's the good, that's a good way to start. I think those are the three to start. And then from there you can, you know, antivirus, you know, we can get into the debate of antivirus endpoint protection and, you know, EDR, MBR. But the thing is, is from there, I think that's, you can build on it, whichever way you want to go. Okay. So let's summarize it. Backups. Password patching. management and patching. Yep. Okay. Oh, and, right. and, 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 and sub A, you know, backup, backup planning also. Oh, backup Disa and make sure to have at least, yeah, to have at least two places where you store backups. So let's say if you can't access one backup, you can always has, uh, have access to the, to the other one. Okay, so with that, we are finishing this episode, episode tw uh, 21 of the Cybersecurity Insider. Uh, me, the host, Igal Behar, and Seth, our super guest, as we call you. Uh, thank you for joining for this uh, first live stream. Uh, we had a fair live stream a few minutes ago when we tested it. So with that, uh, thank you. And hopefully we'll touch base again, maybe next week, and we'll do uh, more sessions. We'll bring more information, useful information to our viewers. Uh, or maybe next time we'll do some, some kind of a, a little bit uh, more in-depth presentation uh, about uh, cyber. And I think we can conclude. Oh, don't forget, uh, please don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Well, it's written a little bit different, but that's okay. Uh, so share, subscribe, and like. Uh, any comments, put them below. Stay aware and, and stay safe, man. That's all I can say. Exactly. And say hi to your dog out there because I hear him uh, moving around. Okay. I got, I got three of them. <laughs> oh. Good luck with that. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Right. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Seth. Take care. Bye bye. Okay.